Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome, guys, to Into the Nerdverse issue five this week i as always we have the awesome stacy jacks hello you've actually described me as awesome that's 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 the first for me i take it back we have the bell end stacy jacks and this week we also have someone who is set to become my arch rival uh both now on podcasts and also behind the scenes which seems to have been going on for a couple of weeks anyway uh from the gaming manifesto we have marcus Hello, Stacey. Thank you for having me on. It's very nice uh, to be here. And Barlow. Hello, Barlow. How's it going, Barlow? This How was the end of the episode already. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. Guys, but remember... No, Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It's great. To be fair, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, me too. Mainly because of the amount of arguments we've had off, uh, <laughs> off camera. Yeah, uh, just off... to like set up, I guess. You, for some reason, like, I really like Into the Nerdverse. Congratulations on what you're doing. I really like the show. It's great. But Barlow, you have the ability to scalpel everything I love in half. Like, I was, when you're talking about um, pretty much every opinion you've ever had, I disagree with you on. Like, literally every single thing you've said has just triggered something in my brain to go, but Barlow's wrong. Like, that's just, that's just wrong. It's an opinion. But it's wrong, except for the um, toxic fandom stuff, which I completely agree with you on. Uh, completely, we're, and that's when I was like, to... you know what, Barlow's not a bad guy. He just has wrong opinions. We're and about to fair. either prove that toxic fandoms uh, don't need to exist, or yeah. we're about to prove that we're part of them ourselves. <laughs> I know. I, I was worried <laughs> with this episode where it essentially is going to be us just battling against each other back yeah. and forth. That's why I'm glad I'm here, because it means I can try and mediate the situation. <laughs> However, if I get involved on the argument on either side, I'm sorry, that's when it's gone downhill. That That's when we're just, you know, all in it. We're, we're a rat king of toxic fandom at that point. Our tails are tangled and we have become a monster. Funny enough, the only other thing we've agreed on is the entertainment factor of Green Lantern. Yeah, it's true. And... I- that was the one that I was expecting the most hate from a lot of people on. And turns out uh, you're the only person that agrees. The thing is, that Powerlats scene, when Powerlats is like sucking the souls out of people and um, how is, you know, willing forth giant machine guns and, you know, fire engines and stuff like that. And then he makes the jet. That action scene is entertaining. It's, mm. it's good to watch. It's There's moments where you watch it 
and you don't want to put a gun in your mouth and that's acceptable it's fine it's, uh, it's good it's good to watch and then you tell someone you enjoyed it and then they make you want to put a gun in your mouth yeah you <laughs> said blade runner was boring barlow it was. You oh, said Blade Runner was boring. It was, it, it, was, it was. Okay, take away the first hour. You might have an hour and a half of an action filled movie. Keep yeah, but the first it's not hour. A, a, entertainment and like, pat, like, um, something not being boring isn't just explosions and boom, 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 boom. Well, no, it's about plot. It's also and it, about, it's about what plot and intrigue. It has nothing. What it goes into, Barlow. Oh, no. I, that blew my mind <laughs> you were like oh Blade Runner is oh, boring no. I was like boring I'd like to say Blade Runner blew my mind but I actually just switched it off for a couple of hours <laughs> Blade Runner blew my mind reset. it made me blow my brains out guys wow. as always remember we are part of the Robot Republic network and involved in that we have where Marcus comes from and where he's going to bloody stay for the future the gaming manifesto <laughs> We also have Recharge Wrestling, and yes, I finally got their name right for the first time. And we have the Treehouse, uh, which is like Bandit Kings like baby. Oh, and it's as we're filming this right now, it's Bandit's birthday. Happy uh, birthday, Bandit. Happy but, birthday, Bandit. So I'm tactically not going to say happy birthday to you because I'm going to give it to you when this comes out in, a, in what, four days. Um and also, there's like loads of stuff on YouTube now. Like uh, for us, the critical update came out yesterday. For you guys, it came out last Saturday. So go and watch it. And there's now TikTok as yeah. well. Also, to interlude our new uh, role playing series uh, based in Monster of the Week, um, the Council, the Oberness Isles, uh, is just launched today. Oh, amazing. And also, at the end of the month, again, we have uh, the return of Bears with Knives, which is going to be absolutely awesome, mainly because, you know, regular kind of have to uh well we will also have the famous sammy dodger minds of tiktok uh, and if you keep saying that to her enough times it will start to annoy her so keep doing it but like always we're going to start with our top five comics of the week but this time it's not just myself and stacy doing it we have the invalid opinions of marcus also going forward yeah. Uh, I, I think Marcus is actually going to add a little bit of flavour to our selection because I've got to be honest, Barlow, our selection of comics can still be pretty bland. It's it, not just that, it's the fact that we don't go past the first four rows. It's okay, it's what I would call Starbucks, alright? It's nothing, it's nothing special, but it's reliable. Like, you go, you, you get, you get, you are the Starbucks of comic selection, and that's fine. We need that. Can I be the pumpkin spice latte? Of course you can, mate. Of Sweet. course you can, Stacey. You're to, the to... pumpkin spray latte of comic book selection. There you and, go, mate. And I'm just going to be a bland old latte, I think. <laughs> I can't even add anything. I, I, no, you know what? You know what? To go, to add a bit of, like, gaming into this, I'm the vanilla latte. Okay. I'm going to have, I'm going to be a um, double mocha shot with the extra syrup of raspberry on top of it i don't know whether that's actually uh, a drink i don't well, know I don't even think that, that sounds very nice i'm gonna be honest that, that just sounds like you're a hipster yeah pretty much oh th this is what you're gonna find out i try not to be um but yeah maybe a bit hipster in my comic book writings but yeah because of that i'm gonna let you go first oh okay um yeah so uh look through the list um i've got to point out a mortal hulk um it's been amazing it's been incredible um there's been a bit of controversy with the artists and stuff but that's we're moving past that and um 
L Wing is moving on to other stuff, which is all good. Um, he's still staying in Marvel, but yeah, Mortal Hope is absolutely incredible, and you should read it. It's really good. Uh, and then we got uh, Monster Hunter Squad, which um, just by the um, cover alone, you've got a werewolf being shot by a minigun, and then a giant bat, man bat style creature going down. I have no idea what it is, but it looks amazing. Sounds pretty and, epic. Uh, you should check that out. Uh, you've got Iron Man uh, Darkhold as well, which I've been excited for for a while. Um, the Darkhold book, um, which is recently appeared in uh, the WandaVision series, um, is basically being released upon the Marvel Universe. And Iron Man is basically, it seems to be Iron Man, but uh, David Cronenberg. So it's like an Iron oh. Man body horror story where he reads from the dark code and his suit is no longer what's saving him. The suit is what's killing him. And he has to sort of escape from it. It looks real good. I've been excited for it for a while. So uh, I can't wait to read that one that's coming out. Um, also, the Power Rangers um, by IGW is being, uh, by Boom, sorry, is being incredible. You should check that out. That's coming out. Um, what else do I see that to my uh, fancy? Oh, yeah, Last Days of Us um, Forsaken. Um Forsaken um, was like a real indie title that's been going on for years and they've kind of given a bit of a rebrand. So if you know nothing about it, now's the time to pop in. It's kind of like horror pulpy. Um, that's really good. And I guess because of a war, I should choose... There we go. Uh, Batman the Imposter um, is coming out as well. Number one. Um, that sounds really good. And you should definitely check it out. It's Matt, uh, Max and Tomlin who did, um, he helped with Reptilian, a couple of uh, sort of one-off Batman stories. And they're normally pretty good. So check those out. I feel like we're definitely, we're definitely seeing the mocker come out there. Yeah, yeah it's a bit the of the mocker. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say we were at Costa that time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wait, more wait, triggered wait. by the fact we're a Starbucks. <laughs> not even like, be. we've not even Starbucks. got like... We've not even got Cafe Nero. We've got Starbucks. No, because Starbucks is like, you know, the basic the basic coffee franchise. It's not... <laughs> yeah, but... I just... They're everywhere. They always have that one playlist that will have, like, two, like, major pop songs, but in, like, an acoustic remix. It's very basic. You've it's probably got a failed artist in the background just, like, doing something. Yeah, exactly. All the baristas are actually painters and sculptors. Yeah, everyone in there is a comic writer. And they're just putting out their scripts, you know, they're just getting it going. And then there's that one person that really wishes they were in Costa. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Are we saying yeah. that Costa is above Starbucks? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, like shadow of doubt. If if Costa's closed, that's when I think about going to Starbucks. Yeah, of course. Okay, Stacey, let's hear yours. Okay, so my five are uh, Thor issue 18 by Marvel Comics coming out October 20th. Um reason why i chose this one because it's got a picture of frog thor at the front um so you can't really go wrong with frog thor uh the next one i've got is x-men the trial of magneto issue three by marvel comics coming out october 20th uh king spawn issue three by image comics coming out coming out october 20th again legends of the dark knight issue six by dc comics coming up coming out october 19th and this may seem very marvel washed but it, that's because it is Finally, the United States of Captain America, issue five by Marvel Comics, coming out October 20th. Those are the five that caught my eye. 
how how Starbucks was that? It's pretty. It's pretty Starbucks. They try and mix. Oh, it. you know what? I've been an absolute moron. Yeah, right. I chose I chose comics from the thirteenth and not the eighteenth. What what an absolute idiot! Ah, uh, so you're not you, you you've lost the standard of Costa. You're now a coffee. You're now you're now a coffee number one. Yeah, I'm just like a guy that uh, has a kettle in his van with a USB charger that's just boiling <laughs> you, out in his boot and pouring you, out instant coffee. Is what you I don't even doing. have an espresso machine, and that I don't just... know. <laughs> I, I've taught the big game and gone, you know what? <laughs> you, you, you use a coffee filter. Yeah, I've turned out this coffee is actually a year old. This is, and this it's is, got mold in it. And you've burnt it as well. Yeah. This, is, this is what happens when you, you choose a war that you're just not ready for. That's true. I'm ready for the war. I just I blame uh, the link I was sent because I didn't know how to calendar. Ah, uh, okay. That's, that's what we say. Old man and their tech. That's what it Indeed, is. That's what it is. Don't so, come at me like this, young whippersnappers. <laughs> So for me, I have Silence Issue 1 from Second Sight Publishing, which comes out on the 20th of October. And this one sounds pretty decent, but it's uh, an artist uh, and a comic book writer who finds this mystical amulet that in order to try and make his comics better, however, it leads him down a very dark path. Cool. We've also got Possessive Issue 3 from Xenoscope. Uh, This one is about a guy called Todd. Everyone loves a guy called Todd. As, unless it's Todd Howard, because we're going to get like what five versions of Skyrim before I was about six. Um, I like Todd Howard. You're wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> Todd t- is basically living a life as Todd 2.0, but then there's a ghoul in his uh, apartment that literally ends up becoming his girlfriend or a ghoul. ghoul friend. Sorry, <laughs> that took a real turn. Uh, I thought that, it was going to be like horror based. And that now did a one eighty. Ghoul sent like. Otaku senpai anime yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. We've got Gunslinger Spawn issue one. And literally the artwork is just spawn with like this massive top hat and then just full on like cowboy uniform. And that just makes me very happy. Uh, this one's going to be very generic, but it's because I've now read the first 16 issues. Um, Star Wars, Darth Vader, but it's the War, uh, the war of the Bounty Hunters crossover cool. um, because actually it's an insanely good storyline. Uh, and I'm so happy for this one. Uh, people will start to realise how much of a nerd I am, especially w- with this uh, specific show, especially now that they have given us the release date for the animated series. Critical Role, The Tales of um, Exandria, The Bright Queen, issue one, also comes out on the 20th. And genuinely, if no one saw the Exandria's uh, campaign, please do. It's like seven episodes long. That's it. You don't have to get into like two and a half years of a critical role campaign. And for the first time, it wasn't Matt Mercer DMing. So it was genuinely just something else. But how, so how was that? How was that? How was that? I, just, I mixed it up a bit. Mate, I actually read the great. entire website. It was really good. Look, I feel like you've taken the Starbucks thing to heart. The Starbucks thing was not an insult. The Starbucks thing was merely to say that you have the taste of a nation. You, you basically... Have the taste- you, you just called us basic white bitches. Yeah, I, I called you basic bitches. And that's not an insult. It's okay to have live, laugh, love on your wall, Stacey. I see no, it behind it's you. It's fine. Look, it looks great on your wall. Okay? I have it on the wall. <laughs> Lean into the bit, Stacey. Lean into the bit. That's it. The fully qualified actors going against the improv. Yeah, but no, oh. it, it's totally fine. To... I, I go against the improv when I feel like it's a personal attack. <laughs> personal attack. That's, I mean, that's, that's fair. So, today we have 
an interesting what if in the aspect that I've got a few ideas, but we're going to primarily focus on DC. But this, you could relate this to the movies, you could relate this to the comics, completely up to you. So my first one is goes to both of you. What if Dr. Harleen Quinzel was successful in curing the Joker's insanity? Batman would be very bored. True. This is one thing, right? So Batman, so Joe Chill would still kill Batman's parents in the alleyway, right? That would still happen. Joker has no influence that at all. So Bruce is still on the path of becoming Batman. He goes to Tibet. He does, he appropriates some Tibetan culture. He becomes Batman. We all know the story. That's how it goes. Um, So it doesn't change Batman in any way, but you said she successfully changes Joker. So Joker has already been the clown prince of crime as well, right? Yeah. So he's already done, he's done, let's say, based on the animated series, right? So he's put some fish on a boat, made people laugh. Uh, have, you, have you seen the animated series, Stacey yeah. and Barbara and stuff? Um, on and off, I've seen. Okay, there's, it's a lot darker than you remember because that episode has like a woman, a mother pushing a pram and the fish goes past and she starts laughing and the pram just goes into the road and we never see that pram again. So he he's killed a baby, at least one baby, and then Harley Quinn is now nursed him back to health. Um, I Weirdly, I don't think it changes much as the thing. It might make personal opinion. I don't think Bruce, or specifically Batman, would forgive Joker. I don't think he ever would. Like he he's very stubborn uh, in his ideology, and that's one of his flaws. Like for me personally, like he's very stubborn. I don't think he's actually really leans into change. So I don't think he ever figures Joker. And because of that, he might go down a darker path. It might corrupt Batman to become you know something more than he hates. Like I'm not saying that Batman becomes Joker, but Batman becomes this more sort of militant, fascist sort of person that's like, oh no. Joker will never change. He can never change. You, you know, you're lying. He's not going that. And then public opinion turns on Batman and maybe Batman becomes more of this sort of, you know, militant radical. I don't know. The thing, you'll also have this criminal, uh, you'll, you'll also have this power vacuum in the criminal underworld of Gotham at that time. Because if the Joker is cured of his insanity, it means he's not going to, it means it basically stops his entire criminal en- enterprise. Yeah, well, the other thing is, well, like, Joker, uh, obviously, like, Gotham's based in Chicago, right? You've talked about this before, and, like, that's why a lot of the villains are all sort of gang-based. But Joker obviously had a gang, but at that point, it was just more about chaos. Like, Joe, uh, Penguin, um, Fal- like, Falcone, uh, Maroney, all those guys weren't able to do regular business because the Joker, the Joker kept stopping it. Like, he kept ruining essentially what we call classic crime right so i guess with the joker taken out of it that allows the crime families to stick a hold which then would mean you might have less um people like the riddler um clayface you more sort of traditional rose gallery probably wouldn't turn up right because yeah we say batman is a response to joker and joker is a response to batman but Joker's kind of the catalyst of why other villains started p- p- putting up their stick, right? Of actually going to improv class and like becoming uh, a more sort of 
bigger villain. So maybe like Gotham takes a more traditional crime sort of view instead of going too crazy. I also think there's there's kind of a comic story that always already kind of tackled this with um, the Sean Murphy run of Batman, where Joker does get cured and he becomes a senator. Like he become he goes into office. Like he he realizes that what he did wrong. And he kind of has this peculiar view of Gotham and knows how to save it. And, you know, Batman really struggles with that. So, mm. <laughs> I think... Yeah, got yeah. Anything to add to that? Stacey? I think, no, I, I like the idea that um, he goes very military-driven and it's the aspect that he will never trust that... He will never trust the Joker. No, whether never. he's killed or not. And he will always... So much so that it will become a distraction for him. Mm-hmm. Because... He, will always, he will always have that fear of joker like you know turning back because let's say at this point um joker's killed jason todd right let's say jason uh, joker has killed jason todd and not the people that did that phone call to kill him back in the 80s (laughs) like joker actually like killed jason todd and yeah there, there is no i don't think there's any forgiveness from bruce on that and it's not necessarily like not that everyone has to be forgiven like i don't agree with that at all but it's that trust and i don't think he'll ever trust joker and therefore he'll always have it in the back of his mind and i think it will ruin him it will just mm. eat eat him who he is and then you know become what he hates i say if it, if it if it allows crime to flourish a little bit more i guess you can say that the court of owls their power will grow exponentially mm-hmm. and very quickly yeah if we're bringing like snyder stuff into it, yeah 100 percent. like that's the other thing as well like the owls, you know, they, they flourish. They've always been part of the sea, but they weren't able to do the best they could because of things like Joker. Or I guess that's the other thing as well. Like, they flourished because of Joker as well, because of the noise they were making. Like, if you've got some sort of poison ivy plant attack every weekend and, you know, Joker, it's setting up jack boxes that are exploding in the middle of the street, that's making a lot of noise for you to then be a lot more quiet. So maybe the Court of Owls do become a little bit more, um, not less powerful, but they have to be a little bit more subtle on how they work with Gotham. Yeah. I did see one theory that if this was to happen, uh, in the long term, Azriel becomes the actual main Batman character. Okay. um, Because he gets drawn in by the Court of Owls themselves to take down Batman. Yeah. uh, And then ends up kind of taking up that role because the rest of the gangs then become too much for the court of owls because they're like actually we kind of need crime to drop a little bit so we can start doing our stuff which i thought was quite interesting because i really like Azrael as a character and i feel like we need to see him show up in a movie yeah, yeah. i thought um, what they did in gotham was really good yeah Azrael. yeah 100 um like yeah i thought um it came across really well in that but yeah um because i i think it's kind of realized Oh, I think the other thing as well, Bane becomes a bigger figure, I think. I think yeah. Bane takes yeah. the Joker role, right? I think Bane becomes, you know, that sort of anti, or like other, because other, there's kind of other Joker-esque characters in regards of how they reflect. You've got um, Prometheus and weirdly Mothman. I'm going to bring up yeah. Mothman. Just because Mothman's um, foster parents that were criminals were killed by cops. And so there's a sort of parallel to Mothman and Batman. Same with Prometheus as well, where he his uh, family were killed by um, cops, and he has like the same sort of journey as Batman. 
just in like a different way. So that you still have those reflections of villains. It's just, I think, I guess, basically, fundamentally, Gotham becomes less, like, more boring, right? Yeah. That the joke around. It just becomes like a regular crime, uh, yeah, crime city with, you know, good old corruption. Like, pretty much all the high ups are still going to be linked to the Court of Owls. Penguin probably doesn't have to smuggle anything in. Like, he's just able to run it as a legitimate business and go through. I think this is this is one that's come up from my hatred of how it was approached in Titans. This question, right? Okay, because fuck that show. Uh, I hated it already, but then they did this, and it really pissed me off. So, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Titans: Is it season three that they yes. do this? Okay, yes. I haven't seen season three yet. Um, do, you, do you want me to say because you you you? I don't mind. You carry on. Yeah. It's fine. So, I, I enjoy it for schlocky watching. I don't think I've enjoyed oh, it for actual engagement yet. So Maybe. season three, uh, Jason Todd gets a call to say that the joke has his parents. Um, he goes to do it. Um, and then obviously the whole storyline of uh, Death of Family goes down. But this time, Batman goes and just outright kills the Joker. There's nothing, just goes and kills him. And there's no back up to it there's no like confirmation when jason todd does it and then jason todd becomes the red hood still but the whole idea Why in the would comics he, he wouldn't become the red exactly hood. the whole idea in the comics is he becomes the red hood because batman doesn't kill the joker and he doesn't believe batman is doing what is needed he said mm-hmm. yes you can have you can find people guilty but sometimes killing them actually is the mercy and that's why Red Hood is a very agreeable character. But he still becomes the Red Hood, even though Batman goes and kills the Joker, then goes to Nightwing. It's just like, it's on you, you're Batman now, and leaves. So, my next what if. What if Batman killed the Joker there and then? And then find Because obviously he's still... At this point, he still doesn't know that Jason Todd isn't dead. Uh, if he kills... So if he kills Joker... Um, Superman takes him away. Like, if he kills Joker, I I think he does get put into, um, yeah, prison. Or it's that line, right? I think he crosses the line. And again, when we said beforehand he would become militant, this time he just becomes full out owl man, right? From Earth, from Earth, um, uh, free. I think from New Fifty Two, they keep changing the evil Earth all the time. But yeah, for like evil Earth, he just becomes owl man. And oppresses the world, and either Superman gets on board or Superman puts him into the um, Phantom Zone. Mm. Like he's just he's just gone at that point. Yeah, I just I just thought the way the whole thing that Titans did was ridiculous because like it yeah. takes away the purpose of him becoming Red Hood. I I hate that yeah, because totally it agree. takes it takes away one of my favorite moments of all time from DC, which is in Batman Beyond episode one when Bruce is an old man. And he's out fighting criminals and um, he basically has like a mini stroke or just his age takes over him and he drops to the floor and the criminals look like they're basically going to win and get around. There's a gun in front of Bruce and Bruce looks at the gun and he reaches for it and basically goes to pick it up and uses it. But things work out like which completely breaks his whole mythos. So in that point, he realizes that age has got to him. And he has to break the one thing he truly has carried for his life. And if Batman just kills Joker, then that scene never happens, right? 
Yeah. That that never occurs. We never have that gravitas. We never have that emotional connection to the character. It's just gone in that instance. And uh, yeah. Okay, my final one. What if Superman landed in Gotham City instead of Metro- uh, near Metropolis? Uh, Metropolis becomes Gotham, or like Metropolis. I I think Gotham always exists somewhere, right? The the idea of because Metropolis essentially gets all the funding, is seen as the uptown, like people leave Gotham to go to Metropolis to get better jobs. And uh, just like, you know, like the reason Gotham's Chicago for a reason, like the linking to actual, not to get like too historical here, actual facts, but you got the Rust Belt in America, right? Which is a place where, you know, industry was basically left to rot and, you know, steelworks and car manufacturers were rife in Chicago and that got shut down and people lost their jobs and Chicago became, you know, um, a higher crime city and so on. And because of that, and I think that happens maybe to Metropolis or, you know, a town like that always has to exist with things. So Superman comes down. Um, actually, unless Superman gets picked up by, because, okay, so Superman lands in Gotham, right? Who becomes yeah. his parents? We don't know. So uh, let's say he falls down and he gets picked up by Falcone. That's a very different Superman for what we have now, right? He's basically yeah. like Lord of the Crime Bosses and goes down. Say he just gets picked up by a normal family that got accidentally caught in the crossfire of a gang shootout. Yeah, again. you've then got a very different Superman. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's apply if he the gets same picked logic up by right? the Waynes. You got a very different Superman. True. So let's apply the same logic. Let's say the Kents are humble working class blue collar people, right? So let's yeah. say he fell in Gotham and he got picked up by the same sort of humble people, like people that were struggling, like they were doing their best, but because of the social constraints that Gotham put on them, they just couldn't get better. Superman has a very different frame of mind then, right? He's very um, sort of like poor conscious, working class conscious. He understands um, that like crime families like destroy everything. And I think he has like a better view of what's going on. He might even stop Bruce's parents from being killed, right? If he's going up, then Bruce is like, if about at the same time, let's say he also really likes the movie Zorro and gets taken and, you know, he reveals his power and stops the killer. Because they're similar ages, right? And then Batman never turns up. Gotham's, uh, Bruce, um, Thomas Wayne is allowed to actually put all the philanthropy he wanted to put into Gotham to make it a better place. Money gets infused into Gotham and Gotham becomes this beautiful utopian stronghold of, uh, of you know, basically Metropolis, but instead of... Meanwhile, being... Lex Luthor literally owns Metropolis now. Again, right? Lex Luthor then becomes the, the Falcone of Metropolis and eventually he'll probably become uh, president as well, president of um, the, the DC Universe, just like he does in the thing, and he doesn't have that sort of rival with um, Superman. Like, maybe mm. kind of, you know... So Let's see if he probably still does hate Superman, a hundred percent. But yeah, has a better thing to go with it. Right. Well, it's time. I think. Is it time? It's it time. You've won me. Okay. I need to get. I need to get into the back of the mindset of well, Barlow is my enemy. I need to take down Barlow because they were really cool. I like those little theories you chucked to me for me to chuck hey. some stuff in. Shall we do this? Let's, Let's do, do this. it. Okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rumble of the Century. It's Marvel versus DC. In the red corner, representing Team Marvel, we've got a bored Barlow. And in the blue corner, representing Team DC. It's Marcus from the Gaming Manifesto. Cancel him. Get rid of him. (laughs) I want a clean fight, gentlemen. Don't do any of this. Don't do any of that. Fight. In the words of Kevin Hart, it's about to go down. Right. So like a boxing match, do you want to set rounds? I don't think it's no, set rounds. Let's just see who just gives I up just, first. I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the biggest things that you've disagreed with so far and, and why you're wrong, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Also, I want to <laughs> expose you for the fake you are, Barlow. I want to rip you open and expose you to the world of your terrible... I want to, like Boogie Oogie from Nightmare Before Christmas, I want to put Boogie on the thread and reveal the maggots inside. Is what, is what I want to do. <laughs> I'm the Oogie Boogie man. <laughs> Indeed. So yeah, you're 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 Marvel boy, right? Yeah, Marvel. You're Marvel boy. Um, as you can see from the bookshelf behind me, I'm a bit of a DC boy. Like Just a that's right. Where... Oh, he's muted himself. Look at that guy. He's kind of used tech. Ha! We win victory. I did it. Oh, it's fine. I'm back, baby. Back. It was at this moment he that's, realized that's, that's like taking realized. it off. It's like accidentally having your boxing gloves fall off. Like it is, it really is. It's just like, oh no, I pick up that's just luring him to a full sense of security. That's what it is. Turn out that a, a true hustler. Um, yeah, so we, we should probably like choose a thing and then go up a like bat against it with Marvel and DC, right? So I, I'll happily take a loss to begin with. Let's talk about movies, right? Absolutely. Let's talk about movies to begin with. I'm happy round one, to go. Movies. I'm happy to go down in round one to come back stronger later. What I will say, and I will start my opening punch. We wouldn't Marvel like obviously now we're in a golden age of Marvel, right? But maybe simple as that. That wasn't the case for a very long time. All right, and Marvel tried like DC had the first real hitters before Marvel, like Marvel's many failed attempts. We had Roger Corman's final um, Fantastic Four movie that was so bad that it didn't even make the finished production and can only be now found in like free film room on YouTube. Okay. We had the Captain America movie. Jeez, come on. That is awful. Absolutely terrible. Have you seen the guy's seat back in like the 70s? Yeah, that it was, was like well a bad. motorcycle helmet, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a motorcycle helmet. It was really, really bad. And then, like, even a little bit later after that, like, we had the Daredevil movie, Electra, like that sort of. It, there were some real stinkers, and I think we can easily say that the first good, first good superhero movies were the Superman franchise and the Batman franchise, right? Night the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. Whether we could say the Superman movies were good, is I think we can up for debate. How? Um, how do they? What do you mean? Up I've got to keep debate? neutral ground. I've got they, to keep neutral ground. What do you mean? Like, I think it's just Superman as a character is just pathetic, right? And like, 
when you look oh. at the science behind those movies, it's like, come from a boy my, already. My favorite thing is like when I talk when it talks about um, like Sheldon Cooper in Big Bang Theory. He's talking about uh, Superman. Quite a Sheldon's he already lost me. I but like care. when he falls, at, when she's falling from the building and he has to swoop down and catch her because of how strong he is and the speed it's in which they're falling. I don't it's give a, a crap. We don't need to apply autistic logic to everything. All right, Sheldon, I'm autistic myself. Okay, I can. You can have joy. Not everything's maths. You right? could have everything's joy. Maths. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just I just hate it. I just hate Superman like with a passion. I think you have a problem with symbols because you hate Captain America as well. Like you despise Captain America because he's a symbol. You you're you're the capitalist. You're the institution. You love Iron Man and you love you love the big franchises and all that. But actually, the world is what it is because of symbols, Barlow. Okay. Oh, the, re- the reason why we are morally just and there's good in the world is because of a symbol, not because some guy's making missiles in his fucking basement. All right. Simple as that. It's is there good in the world? Newcastle Football Club's just been bought by the state of Saudi Arabia. That's because like... we don't have a Superman. <laughs> we have a Superman, a symbol we can get behind. Things are, that's what comic books are supposed to show us. They're supposed to show us. I'm sorry, but like you can't. Morality. You can't be that pure Damn. and that good. It doesn't. Life doesn't work like that. It throws. But shit it does in comics. That's the thing. That's what we imprint into comics we want com- the reasons why we have comics is so we can basically see a better utopian world right that's what we have and don't get me wrong we need the capitalist batman is a capitalist simple as that but batman doesn't know everything simple as that and you know i'm going to keep on track with movies because i was about to start comparing batman to iron man and that's that's some final punches coming from me that's when i start doing my wind up and coming in with my Donkey Kong Super mm. Smash Brothers punch. But, right, we'll keep with movies. So I will agree that the later movies of DC... Stacey's face then when I started talking about how Barlow hates symbols was amazing. I'm sorry. That was just like... um, like That's like if a ref saw a right hook and that right hook literally dislodged a man's jaw. <laughs> just took him straight down. So we'll keep with movies and that's fine. Yes, DC have had some miss. We'll call them mishaps with later movies. Can we? Can you really say some mishaps? They've had a really? lot of mishaps. So let's say the last good superhero stuff was um, Christopher Nolan, right? And I even, I even with bated breath, call them superhero movies. They're crime dramas that feature Batman. Like Batman Begins, obviously, is you know. A superhero movie and has that origin, but the rest are simply just crime dramas that has Batman. I would agree with that. I'd say, like, to be fair, the highest rated superhero film of all time is The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I completely agree. Is it a superhero movie? Because actually, yes, it's very action-packed. Yes, you've got the superheroes and supervillains in them. But actually, when it comes to Batman, there's for a superhero and supervillain, by the terms of the word, you need superpowers. And there are. Oh, I disagree with that. Well, no, it's, it's show, it's, but yeah, I agree. It's I more... disagree that a, a movie needs superpowers for it to be a superhero movie, but it is more of a. Thing is, I was so close to agreeing with you, Barlow. I was so close to being like, "Yeah, Barlow's. I we but can it... bond on this one." 
It's and you just say something stupid like well, that. Well, no, it's more like it's it's more coming from like a definitive term of it. Like I, yeah, I true. personally, I will stay, I will still say they're superhero films because Batman mm-hmm. is by definition a superhero. And like in that case, okay, actually, you know what? I like this train of thought. Because we're talking like that, right? Then the Catwoman movie isn't a superhero movie at all, and that's fine. And I can <laughs> completely take take the Catwoman movie out of. I can take all the bad DC movies and just chuck them in a pyre. Then that's a lot However, of DC movies, though. That's a lot of DC movies, and that's fine. I'll chuck them in the par- pilot, and I'm left with pretty much most of the good ones, which is fine. And and unfortunately for you, on your basis, you're still left with all your bad ones. We're so... still left with all the bad ones, but we're also left with, you know, uh, a thing called Profit, um, which DC don't really have at the moment. Uh, See, because they again, spent all Mr. of it on. Because they spent all that money with you, Barlow. Just about that ka ching, ka ching. Without as to the theory coming right. through. Ref is going to direct the conversation ever so slightly and talk about the whole thing with Jack Snyder and the DC universe. Did you, say, did you just say Jack Snyder? Jack Snyder. Do you mean Zack Snyder? Zack Snyder, Jack Snyder. I couldn't give a fuck. It's DC. Yeah, sure. Um, um, where do you want to start? Do you want to, if people out there aren't particularly, no, like, don't know, let me clue you in a little bit. So Zack Snyder um, basically did Man of Steel and then he went on to do his vision of um, essentially what they wanted to be the DCU universe, like the big cinematic world that was fame. Um, and would I you say they're better than many Marvel films? No, of course not. <laughs> like not even close. Like I can, like I said, I don't mind going down round one if we're talking about if we're comparing the later DC universe with like the Marvel universe. I would be. I, I, I would be lying to you and the audience if I would argue on any level that they were better than the Marvel ones. Then will not. you will you also admit to the DC fans' toxicity to pressure uh, the Snyder Cut being released of the Justice yeah, League so movie? I I'm not gonna I will not defend them. I wasn't part of that thing at all. Um, at the end of the day, the movie's the movie. If it comes out, it comes out. But I will say this though, if the Marvel, so flip it, right? If Marvel, if DC had a flourishing franchise of 15 years and everything was going great and Marvel was struggling time and a time to get their movies going and thing, are you saying that those Marvel fa- fans wouldn't be as toxic? No, I, I like, it, that's, no, that's, Marvel, that's, actually. that's That's not a Marvel DC thing. That's a nerd culture thing. <laughs> Oh, like if we're going to the disease and not the symptom, like the disease at that point is nerd culture in general of like, like you talked about, like toxic fandoms are everywhere. Like, and it's, and it brews from one entitlement, which those fans had to like a passion, uh, like a passion for a franchise that they feel they have control over. And, th- and that's, that would be no different if it was like Marvel. Right. And, and they, time and time again failed to get a franchise going and then demanded it's like sonic the hedgehog yeah it worked out for the better you could argue but that still was a load of fans shouting at a studio to get a change which then collapsed the studio like the studio is not there anymore hmm. so i i think that's a i think that's a um a nerd problem not a DC Marvel. Problem, I think I think sense. the thing for me is like obviously the Snyder Cut did come out. Um, I the fact it was supposed to be a six episode series and it ended up being a movie, which still had part one, part two. I didn't like that. I didn't like the part one part. I thought if you're making it a movie, 
take that bit out. It doesn't make sense now that it's no longer the series. I preferred the Snyder Cut, absolutely. Um, because the thing that annoyed me is with that whole toxic fandom thing and the toxic nerd culture is the fact that why he left the DC film itself mm-hmm. was due to his wife, uh, his wife being severely ill. And actually by forcing, yeah, and by forcing Warner Brothers' hand, actually you're kind of going, you're kind of disrespecting Zack Snyder himself as well in the way in which you're going about it. Because what if Zack Snyder actually didn't want to make that movie? What if he wanted to focus on home life? To be fair though, Zack Snyder did kind of start it and get it going again with some tweets he made. It was like, what, what was it? It was something along the lines of, Oh well, I you know, I just hope one day they get to see my cut or something like that, right? I I hope they let it go. Or in an interview, he alluded that like Mark, like uh, Warner Brothers were holding it, like Marvel Brothers were like keeping it captive, yeah. and that's what sort of sparked the other stuff. And like I said, Zach at that time, there's no like I said, I don't like the Zack Snyder movies. I'm not a big Man of Steel fan. Um, I hate that Superman kills Zod at the end of that movie. I just don't get it. Um, the the comparison. Of like, I, I think fundamentally, and this is one thing, uh, thing, Kevin Feige is a fan and gets the Marvel Universe. Like he has like a star map of where movies wants to go and the themes he wants to tell. And he has a concise thing of what, like he's past the Marvel Universe, right? He's sort of watched it, where he's watched it from the beginning. Like he is the Utah, like he knows all things. And knows what he wants to show to the world of why he loves Marvel. Now, with Zack Snyder, what he likes about Marvel is that there's big muscular bros lifting weights and being buff and flying around with lasers and like throwing cars at people. Like that, that's what I get from his thing. Like he wanted to make this weird bro verse yeah, of the DC. And I that's think... not what DC is. Like yeah, I think with with Snyder, it's well, as you said, with with Kevin Feige, is the fact that he is the Watu. He is watching everything. Yeah, of course. He see, sees it all, and the fact that they Marvel have had this long term plan. They have for years. They know exactly what they're doing next. They've been. Yeah. They've been I mean, they had five... it after. Well, they, again, let's not say that every single movie in the MCU in that fifteen year was good. Like, oh no, hundred percent. Yeah, Iron Man three was lackluster. Iron Man two again was also lackluster. Uh, everything else was i age of ultron Ultron, again like the the, a complete misfailing with ultron personally um uh, you haven't seen what if right yeah not seen the last episode okay cool but you know you're aware yeah yeah yeah, i know what great they they basically did it was more comic book accurate as well yeah it was more like it was age of ultron like it was right there baby like on the screen and i think that's everything as well like um I, I don't mind start pun- I'll punch myself in the face a couple of rounds if you want, Barlow. I don't mind punching myself <laughs> in the stomach for a bit. I think the problem with DC, like with Warner, Warner Brothers especially, they're afraid of the source material for some reason. Yes. Like, they're just afraid of it. I don't know why. It's like, again, I have, I can go to my bookshelf now and just pick out like a random thing. Like Batman Unchained by Jim Lee, right? It's a whole whole story about how like Superman uh, essentially gets taken up by the government can, and his blood is used to do stuff. Can, can I just say you yeah. said Batman Unchained and showed a Superman? Sorry, comic. Superman. Sorry, Superman Unchained. That's there we a go. point to Barlow. Damn it! Look, 
if this is on basically my own personal intelligence and I've lost, all right, that needs to be taken and set. But yeah, Superman Unchained, like, incredible story that would work really well on screen. Like, a lot with, like, a lot of the stories there. Like the Tower of Babel stuff of Razar Ghul. You, you don't have to do a big Thanos it's... villain. You could do a more grounded well, cabal sort of yeah, like, I think with, with me, my opinion of the DC universe and the way they've approached it is Warner Brothers rushed it. And I think it's, it shows with how they treated Ben Affleck's Batman solo movie, with the fact that he didn't, uh, they told him to, that they wanted his script done by, it was like the end of the month. And he was originally given like an extra four months on top of that. And they said, no, we want it now. And he was just like, yeah, but it's not, it's not done. And with Ben Affleck, a lot of people love him or hate him as an actor or as Batman. Ben Affleck has never done badly in a movie that he has written, directed and acted in. When he does yeah. those three things, those films do well. And I, yet, yeah, I don't they know. haven't What's given the, him... I don't like The Accountant because it's... Uh, I don't think he wrote really. that. Did he not write that? No, I don't think he did write that one. Oh, okay. But like uh, it, Argo yeah. was an amazing Argo, of movie. Course. Yeah. Argo. And like... The stuff out of like nerd stuff for a moment. Yeah. Argo is a masterpiece. And as an older Batman, I think in Batman vs Superman, it proved it with the fact that it was like Zack Snyder wanted to make a Batman movie. And that's pretty much why Batman was the better part of that movie. Um, and it's... It's like they're rushing it. Like they've gone, oh, we just need to get Justice League. We're going to do four movies and then Justice League. Whereas actually, like Avengers, there was what? There was two Iron Man, mo- uh, Iron Man movies. Uh, Thor, Captain America had their own films. Yeah. 4-2 like, is real bad as well, by the four way. 4-2 is, is bad. And so was 4-1. But they built up to four the Avengers. all right. Nah, I hate it. But like they built, they built up to it. And then they did the Avengers when they kind of, had everything around it made yeah. whereas the justice league we've done like oh we've got batman we've got batman versus superman we've got a bad suicide squad movie um i th- and, and yeah. one, i don't know if wonder woman came up before or after but then they're like we're now ready for justice league and you're like no no I mean, no the, the best way to sum it up for me is like i said the, the, this is my argument with the movies and i think we should probably cap it and move on to other stuff maybe where to begin with the reason why we started having big hit movies was simply because Warner Brothers proved it could be done. Simple as that. Like it proved that superhero movies could be financially like responsible and good stories could be told. And then um, we basically the flip and reverse, like a lot of things do circular Marvel realized that as well. Like with the operation of like, um, let's say if Disney bought, DC would be in a very different world. Oh, yeah. And it's the same, like Warner Brothers buying DC, like Warner Brothers has, um, it's like, let's say, right, they're they're both cooking cakes, right? And Marvel took the time to go out, get fresh ingredients and, you know, come together and realize what the recipe was going to be and stuck to it. Yeah, occasionally put a little bit extra salt in or not enough sugar, but in generally they were making consistent good cakes, right? And DC, I think in the beginning, had a recipe and they had the ingredients, but then they looked over at the other cake and was like, oh shit, that one's got chocolate in the middle. Let's put some chocolate in it. And then grabbed a load of chocolate and tried putting it in the recipe, even though the recipe wasn't designed for chocolate. And then they go, oh fuck, they got fresh fruit in theirs. Oh, go out and get some fruit. And they came back with like mushy, mushy cherries. Like they were just getting distracted by the cake they were making and not sticking to their own recipe, which I can prove behind me plenty of good recipes to choose from like story-wise plenty of good stories to choose from 
to make a good yeah. fucking cake. And they always burn it because they're too busy watching the other cake. That's my analogy. There we go. I, you know what? I love this analogy. I love every second I, of that. I think that was possibly the best analogy I have heard in a long, long time. And now Thank I you. want cake. Yeah, Same. I also want cake. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I would like to say I don't think I lost, like, I don't, like, losing that is a weird one, right? Because it was like early, early on, I don't think DC loses movies, but no, now no, in I the agree. current thing, I think they do. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, according to my score sheet, you went down fighting in that round. Thank yeah. you. I think, and I think as well, like, there's a lot of, and, and we get, we, we do a bit on upcoming projects as well. So right. I think like Suicide Squad is one, not my favorite film of the year, but it's up there. It's really like, good. It's really, really good. Um, but that's what happens when you, you know, have a Marvel writer. Um, but all right, <laughs> no, James joking. Gunn is um, a Marvel writer. No, it's it. it was it was the fact that yeah, that film was fantastic, um, and it shows that they've got they could they can do it. But I think Warner Brothers have such a tight leash on what's going on, but they don't let their creative teams have their creative mm-hmm. specs. Again, Mark, like I said, um, the the writers and the directors are the ones following the recipe. And it's the studio heads that are going off getting yeah. potted cherries from the pack to chuck it and give it to them and going, cook with these. And they go, oh, no, they smell real bad. We shouldn't cook with these. And they go, no, cook with these. And you're just like, ah, oh. like that. that is the, 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 the issue with it. Simple as okay. that. Now, next one. This is where I think it could go either way. TV programs. Mate, I got you hands down on TV programs. Like this is... TV programs for DC is is like the movie argument of the way around, right? So Marvel, Marvel it's TV, not as clear cut anymore. I'm afraid, Marcus. not as clear cut anymore. I agree, but the CW, like CW stuff, right? That that was basically the Marvel un- like the Marvel movie universe on a TV show that we've never yeah. seen. Well, before. especially when Guggenheim, it was literally had full control over the series, mm-hmm. and that's where it worked. Was incredible. Also, if we're going to do TV shows, we're talking about animation as well. And holy shit, is DC hands down the lords of animation and stuff? Like truly, like Batman animated series. We've got Justice League, Justice League Ultimate. We've got Batman Beyond. Um, we've got like pretty much all the movies that came out. Uh, even the, like the newer movies they're constantly doing. Right? They're even trying to like. They're even like changing the way that animated movies are done with the what if stuff they've been doing, where you can actually like choose. Uh, they did uh, the Jason Todd Death of the Family, where you get to choose different storylines in the animation and it plays out. Like they made Constantine fall in love, like have a uh, sexual relationship with King Shark. God damn it. I so, think like King Shark gave a sexy wink to Constantine. And I my, think with my heart fluttered. With the TV shows, uh, yeah. and I was I, I was thoroughly in with the CW shows. Yeah. The issue was for me there was consistency. I'd say overall, and I'm willing to concede a point here. Overall, DC wins, and I will say with the CW, Arrow the first three seasons incredible. Season four and five iffy, but then it got back mm-hmm. on track. The Flash first two seasons incredible, then it got iffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that. Garrett Gustin doesn't want to do it anymore, but no. contractually has to. Legend <laughs> of Tomorrow, first two seasons I loved, then got iffy. Yeah. And, and, but it's with those, I think it's with the amount of shows they've done. And as you said, animation, they win hands down. They do. But Marvel now, I think it's getting to a place where Marvel mm-hmm. now, the way they're doing it, Marvel on the live action things, I say they're a lot more consistent now 
I didn't personally like Winter Soldier uh, and Falcon Winter Soldier. Wonder Vision, the first three That's episodes. Because you hate tragic. symbols. That whole show is about symbols I, and theology and like philosophy. And yeah, I can yeah. understand why you didn't like um, it. If that's and not your jam, but I one division first three episodes I, I hated. I think it, and then it got into a thing where I actually enjoyed the rest of it. Uh, Loki, phenomenal. That's because the government came in. Because episode four, the first three episodes was the thing, and then episode four, the government came in. You were like, "Oh, the government's here. We're all oh, good now. Oh, thank we're God, fine. We're saved. It's settled. Uh, the institution is here." <laughs> I think What If is incredible. It's great. It's a case it's of it, real, it's real taken. Good. So like the Netflix ones, Daredevil season one and two, I liked. Uh, Jessica Jones episode season one, I liked. But again, the rest of it was tragic. Um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Don't get me started on how much I hated that. Inhumans was the worst thing I've ever seen, ever. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even get past the first 10 minutes of the first episode. To the point where now like Kevin Feig has changed Kamala Khan's powers to not be linked to inhumans and now she's like a weird green lantern yeah like which that hurts me because kamala khan is like one of my favorite marvel characters of all I, time i love this yeah. Marvel. and inhumans and, and i think stacy would agree inhumans when that film was announced originally was going to be a movie we were so hyped yeah <laughs> and then the, the series Lock came out instead karnak yeah. like so many incredible inhumans to be like oh yeah yeah, like even was it the Legion, which was the X Men one that sucked as well, and yeah. it's like it's really well, yeah. That's again with movies, got, like we didn't really go mutants. into it. But your whole Fox brand will let you down, like yeah. X Men, like Wolverine Origins, all that lot. Well, that's like, the, the thing is, like I think with the the, the trilogy of the Wolverine films. <laughs> X-Men Origins was, yes, not a great movie, but I enjoyed it. Again, you've yeah. talked about this. You've but talked like, about your sins on this. Logan was incredible. Like, Logan yeah. was so... But it's the consistency with the Fox movies was abysmally bad. It was. Um, yeah. I and... mean, your CW, your CW complaint is a correct one. Um, it basically got to the point where they were getting too many guest directors in. Yeah. And, like, spot writers in, where they weren't getting that consistent board feel... Uh, and it happens in a lot of shows like once you start getting to like season four and beyond like writers influx in and out things become less consistent the same with x files like x files is one of my favorite things of all time series one two and three incredible the rest of it a bit of a hot mess but i still watch it it's just these influx of writers that come in and mess things up so all right whilst we're on the topic of tv shows i'm going to introduce one that could possibly give a lot of points to the one side uh, it's simply a tv series called gotham yeah yeah well I, that's not even the one that i was waiting for because gotham is incredible but there you, was like, one so, that came up that was better well one thing i was going to ask you with gotham right how like the pilot Honestly, the worst pilot oh, yeah. ever first, released it, ever. The it's, first six episodes were bad. Like, I didn't, yeah. I took me a while to get into it, but once I was in, I was in. Yeah. Can I give you a, a dramatic interpretation of the um, first pilot episode of Gotham? Go for it. Hello. So, uh, there's a scene. I'm there. I'm talking. My character is talking to a police detective. And I go, Oh, um, oh, yeah, it does. Uh, does seem a bit fishy around here. I don't want to put fish in a box. Oh, oh I do like flapping my my little my little fins or oh, my little flippers. Oh, my feet look a bit weird. Maybe I'm the penguin. Am I the penguin? Oh, I don't know. And I waddle off. And then someone else turns up and it's like, hey, it seems like a real riddle in here. A real rid- riddling? 
Riddling? I'm, oh, am I the Riddler? It's just like everyone turning up, saying some bullshit, implying like who we already know they're going to be and walking away. That's always like 50 minutes awful. It's like, especially when they, because like Victor Zaz is in it, when they just, they describe him as like literally the, uh, the, Batman wiki definition of Victor Zaz. Yeah, I think <laughs> like... Zaz is a really interesting take on how the series went. Because I think in that pilot, in the first couple of episodes, they had an idea of, okay, we've got to stick quite close to the source material, play it all out. And then they, I think because maybe the first impressions of it wasn't that great. So they went, fuck it, let's just do what we want to do and tell the stories we want to tell. And Zaz of like what he is in the comics and, and what he's presented to what he becomes in the show and what he is allowed to just go with is incredible. Like Zaz is one of my favorite characters and he's nothing like the comics mm. and that's fine. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's great. I think for me, Gotham, especially like season two when the villains kind of go wild was amazing, but the best DC show that came out that only had one season because they it was, I don't even know why it was cancelled, was Constantine. Ah, Const- Swamp Thing as well, I would also yeah. say. Sw- the Swamp Thing show was amazing. Mm. It's one of the best horror shows I've ever watched in my life. But the reason that got cancelled is because they met, messed up their tax reforms yeah. in uh, Atlanta. But with, so. with Constantine, it made me laugh because actually it had the highest viewership of all of the CWs mm-hmm. in the first season. Being only 10 or 12 episodes meant financially it was a very viable show. Acting-wise, it was incredible. And the season itself, like, I couldn't really fault that first season, and yet it got cancelled. And, like, it's... And I think this is what Marvel are doing well now, but DC aren't. DC, with their shows, are still doing the whole 20, 22, 24 episode seasons, meaning that they've got to spend the same amount of money and they've got to spread it out, which is where The Flash failed with CGI. The the editing in a lot of those episodes is abysmal. Whereas, and that's why uh, Legends of Tomorrow originally only had 16 episodes because they were actually same amount of money, less episodes to spend it on. Mm -hmm. Whereas Marvel are just like, right, 10 episode seasons, perfect. And then we could just keep rolling them out because we can spend the same amount. Yeah, on each show. I think it's just about. I think um, the size the size of something isn't important. It's the space in which you use to tell a story, right? Like I feel like one division everything. Yeah, they're only like six, seven episodes, but they told the story you want to tell. And the same like Gotham, Gotham's twenty two episodes. But how many like that series is like a comic book series where the first six is- issues are like a mini comic book arc. And then we go somewhere else. And the next six are a different comic book arc. Mm. And then another comic book but arc. I think... And normally come around the um, 12th episode or the 18th episode, which is normally like the third arc in the series. Yeah. It's all linked together. Well, that's what they... I like, think... It has the structure of a comic book so I well. think that's why Gotham and Arrow were the most consistent. It was mostly down to practical effects. And that's how financially they could work it better. Whereas The Flash, yeah. it was a case of, I think, acting. I've hated Iris since season four um like i think it's the show started out as oh yeah like the chemistry between the actors was what held it for the first couple of seasons and then it stopped and like iris was just like as soon as she got saved i think in season four when barry runs out of the speed force her character just bombed and i, I mean, think like, that's the change of writers though like not not to get into like bigger social political stuff but fundamentally wasn't like two female writers like can from the show yeah, and then it was like presumably a male-based book, like room of writers, and then Iris's character mysteriously gets shit. 
maybe that's because our whole room of male writers yeah. aren't going to write a, a decent female character. That's yeah. again, this isn't D- a DC thing. This is a Warner. Oh Bros. yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, and it, it's a thing that sort of you know affected the show and, and affected the other stuff. For the TV shows, I'll happily take the L. I will, I will happily take the L. I yeah. think in, and if it's going to have... be one of those things. Like I say, I'll happily take the L for movies. That's fine. Yeah, I think in yeah. ten years, I might bring it back and then take the win. Yeah, uh, and I hope I can say the same for movies when it comes to DC. I really do. You you don't know what my um, judging is at the minute. You don't. Yeah, know no, of course, you just don't know. It could be either way. But yeah, I think it's unfair to say that um, Marvel in a, is in a, a renaissance of TV right now. Disney Plus really does help. And the fact they are, um, as a tapestry, weaving the movies and the shows together is great. And I hope that will be the case in um, for DC. I yeah. really do. And I, I, think, I think it will. Um, I like Bat- Batwoman as well. The internet, shut up, calm down and watch it. Well, so it's Superman and Lois. I actually quite enjoy Superman it. Superman and Lois is amazing, by the way. It's so good. It's I've never really been this well passionate written. about a thing for a while, but Superman and Lois, the things they're doing with like Superman, it's, it's again, it's a Tomasi run of comics where Superman becomes a dad and he has to sort of you know, work out with this kid and settle things down. It's great. You heard it here first, guys. For once, I'm actually complimenting something Superman related. Superman and Lois is actually. A very good. But that's because player. he's at that point now. He is less of a symbol and more of an institution. Like that's kind of what the show's about. And it Honestly, all goes it back to it all goes back really, to capitalist that, culture. That's literally, that's not not necessarily capitalism. But at that point, he realizes that he can't be the same symbol he was. That's what the show explores. So it's interesting. Hey. Mm-hmm. All right, round three. What is it? Round three. Can we do comics? Can we do comics? We can do comics. Yeah. This is where comics. I end up probably having to take an L here as well. Um, yeah. So comics is an interesting one because I don't know, I don't know your real background in comics, Barlow. Because I, I again behind a thousand, me, a couple of thousand tell, pounds, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because so comics, comics is my shit. I like comics a lot. I like Marvel and DC, but there is a. So I'm happy. I'm happy for the show and people to come at me for this. I'm not a Stan Lee fan. I'm I'm just not. This is where we end today's show, guys. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and that's done. So I will start with the positives about Stan Lee. We wouldn't be where we are now if it wasn't for Stan Lee. Simple as that. We wouldn't have the movies that we have. We wouldn't have um, the, the, the general global sensation of superheroes that we do if it wasn't for Stan Lee. However... His name is put on a lot of things that he did not have any, any taking in at all. And there are people that have lost in history because of Stanley, because Stanley was a very loud character and he was very pronounced in, in the comic book franchise. But names like Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby, um, all these incredible people like are kind of lost to the wayside a bit. And they were mainly the fountain they were the main foundations of why we have comics what they are now stanley had very little to do with that personally with what i've read and what i've researched and gone into and i sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist now of like my own personal well, 
But I've read a couple of books, well, actual books and stuff like that. The thing so. as well, like Jack Kirby, I wouldn't say really overshadowed Jack Kirby that much in comparison to Steve Ditko. Yeah, Steve no, Ditko, Ditko, he dramatically. Yeah. And this is actually where I will agree. Because actually you look back and there's so much evidence to suggest that really some of Dick, uh, some of Ditko's work was kind of claimed by Stanley himself. Yeah. So basically what happened was Stan basically got, oh, my pal Stan, he got, um, he got the job because of nepotism. Simple as that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it happens he got. And he worked in the paper printing um, and then he passed around, saw this stuff going on and realised he can sort of build himself up because, again, he was a Steve Jobs. He was very charismatic. But Kirby was a grumpy old douchebag that sat in his office with his feet up smoking a cigar all the time. Like, he didn't really care. And the same with Ditko, like, Ditko's, Ditko's one of my idols. I love Steve Ditko, but he's quiet and he was shy. And Stanley was able to like overpower him and overvoice him, and you know that's what it is. So it does it does upset me when it comes to the world of comics that Stanley, Stanley is basically applied to literally every single comic ever made, and that's just not the case. There's these incredible people that are kind of lost the history of it, and, and Stan <coughs> overtakes that. But when it comes to like when it when it comes to comics, the weird thing with it is comics in general wouldn't be what they were if it wasn't for DC and Marvel together. Yeah. Like they both drove each other. Like if it wasn't for Stan Lee stealing stuff off DC and then DC stealing stuff off of Marvel, and it's kind of back and forth of like how things were, like the original because a lot of people probably won't realize this, but um who do you think was like the main powerhouse like back in the day for comics? Uh, I'm going to say Batman. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of people would think that Marvel was like the main like oh, hit for comics back was, in the day. It was Superman first of action Superman comics. Superman first and, and then, then Batman, Batman with so, detective comics. Yeah, so DC were the giants. Like the D- DC had like the monopoly of comics and Marvel were just kind of doing uh, little small like actions like this. And it wasn't until... Um, Steve Ditko and Kirby started like writing these, you know, stories and Stan Lee sort of pushed for Black Panther and other things like that, that, you know, DC were like, because loads of people like from DC would go to the main editor and go, you need to check out these Marvel comics. Like they're really up in their game and they're changing stuff. And we want to do the same. Like we want to tell these sort of stories they're telling. We think it's really important. And again, DC, the sort of Warner Brothers attitude of, ah, nah, we're making money. It doesn't matter. Just churn it out. The kids are stupid. And you know, it wasn't until like Stanley integrated with people and actually started because the the back of like uh, the columns, like the Excelsior Stanley stuff, was basically the first internet forum. Right? Stanley invented that pretty much. He invented like the internet forum of like people writing in and talking, and he would like Stanley would deliberately slag off DC. In like the back of the magazine to get fans riled well, up what to I then write about, into DC and what I loved about the fact he was always slagging off DC as well is he was writing for DC under a different name, like so, yeah, <laughs> um, was it like Mal, Mal Malcolm Malcolm Patch? I, I don't know. I DC genuinely have no idea. That he was writing for well yeah. again, yeah. I I don't necessarily no. He was writing because he did um some of the uh what's it called um. Uh, Femacia stuff for one of them, but yeah, so that's my kind of diatribe of Stanley out there. Like, I, I, I'll be 
I I think he's a fraud when it comes to um, his place in history with writing. However, I would be stupid to think that we weren't where we are now if it wasn't for Stanley. But um, comics are where we are now. D- DC and DC and Marvel are telling incredible stories, but DC's consistency over the years for me has been better. Yeah, I would say, and I would I would happily take the L, but I will say some of my favorite storylines come from Marvel comics, mm-hmm. but Avengers level storylines. Yeah, think... well, this one thing I will say, Barlow, so to cut in, I think Marvel's event game has consistently been better than DC's. Like, think about it. Fear itself. Fear um, itself is civil, amazing. Yeah, fear itself is incredible. Fear, um, comic. Yeah, Civil War. But all those writers that were on those, who were they? DC writers. Like, all those big guys that did those big events were because DC wouldn't let them do it in DC. So they went over, like, Mark Miller, right? Funny a DC writer. Um, yeah, like, that's kind of thing. And weird, we've kind of had a reversal where I've fallen off DC Comics a little bit at the moment, only because a lot of the old Marvel writers are now over at DC. And I just don't like their writing style. Like, I don't like Michael Bendis. Like, again, for you, that might not like be a punching, but I've just Barlow offended someone out there. You've me saying I don't me, like... I, I saying that I hate, and I will say it, I hate Michael Bendis. I think my thing with Brian Michael Bendis, I think his storylines are brilliant. It's just his actual writing style is what I struggle with. My problem with Bendis, and this came through on the WandaVision episode, actually, like WandaVision as a series, is my issue with threat. So threat is so important in comic book stories of... Uh, bringing in a big bad and imposing this threat. Like that threat needs to seem like it's going to destroy the universe and have a lasting effect and reach out. Which Bendis, in first glance, seems like he does a very good job at. But actually, the threat he puts at comics are just is just a hollow balloon. And if you put a bit of a pin to it, it pops and there's nothing inside of it. Same with like Wonder. Like Wonder and Wonder Vision went through this big miraculous thing of you know, um, the, the threat of the people she's taken over and everything like that. But at the end of it, that kind of all fizzled away and there was kind of nothing to it. And you're like, okay, you built up this big threat and this big menace. Where's it gone? It's just fizzled. And a lot of Bendis' stories are exactly like that. It's like Civil War 2. Jeez, it's, some of the, it's one of the worst comics I've ever re- like read in my life. Yeah, I Because it, it keeps building up like these big threats of like, oh, Miles is going to be shot and this and and the future and the inhuman. And at the end of it, it fizzles. Is any of that stuff in the Marvel Universe right now? No, it's gone. However, Donny Cates' um, King in Black that he did like two years ago, three years ago, stuff from that is still in the Marvel Universe now and is still pushing forward the narrative. And the thing was like DC, Scott Snyder's Batman run is still fundamentally the key like thing that is gluing DC together. And the same with like Grant Morrison Superman run. Like the threats they put in are everlasting. Whereas a lot of the Marvel stuff is more of a fizzle than a bang. Like it's more of a fizzle than a bang than actually something that's, you know, continues yeah. to push through the No, universe. I'd agree. But... Um I'm interested to see how Stacey rules this one. Uh but I think next topic, because I think 
this is this is going to be where it gets interesting. Okay, I'm excited. Right, first one, superheroes. Okay, who's better? Interesting. So this is when the toxicness could come out. Yeah, but and that and, and uh, Stacy as our ref is ready with the rags. This um, is where Stacy's bias is going to really get interesting. So, got, I haven't got I haven't got rags, but I've got napkins. <laughs> let's let's pass it, okay? What is what are the Marvel heroes to you, Barlow? Like, what if you had to explain kind of what the general theme of the Marvel superheroes are, and like the the sort of how they are? What would you say? I'd say with the Marvel heroes, it's one of those. I know it's quite a hard question to answer, actually. Um, it's the, would you like if, me to go first? If you go first, I've got to think about this. So the way that I would pass it for me, DC is gods dealing with humanity. It's got like these godly powers trying to find themselves in a world of humanity and settle down. Whereas Marvel is humanity dealing with gods. Like a lot of the time it's like, sort of uh, people dealing with more they deal with more cosmic threat and the the, the, the superheroes that sort of have to you know um, push into their humanity to save the world to avenge to, to do that that's like that's kind of the marvel thing mm. so like for me that's how i would like pass the two different kinds of superheroes so i completely agree with that to a, an extent of which i'm going to say this and this is where it's going to get, become interesting for heroes and villains i think when it comes we're just to doing say, heroes, instance, right? Yeah, right. we're just doing heroes for this, but this is going to tie into what I'm going to make. I'm going to say this now for villains later. Yeah, this is why I think Marvel has better event and Avengers level villains than DC does, but DC has better like individual character villains because I think Marvel now, especially we're getting out with the movies and we're getting it in. They focus on heroes that can take on the big threats. That's what they're focusing on: the big threats. Whereas DC don't need to. Batman doesn't need to focus on that. Like Batman's got his own, like, like yes, Spider-Man's got the Sinister Six, but other heroes like may have one or two. Like, whereas like the Flash has a fuck ton. Superman's got a fuck ton. Batman's got a fuck ton. Like they've got so many different villains to choose from. Whereas Justice League style, you've got you've got a few, but they're not to the level of Marvels. Cool. Give me now, Barlow. Give me now your top, let's say your top seven Marvel superheroes. All right. Thor. Yep. Straight off the bat. Uh, I'm going to put Thor. I'll put uh, Captain Marvel, Wolverine. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Iron Man, Moon Knight. Nice. Oh, I was not expecting a Mark Spectre Moon Knight, Paul. I'm not going to um, lie. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Oh, nice. And oh, who should I go for the final one? Uh, I'm not counting Deadpool as a hero, so he's not coming in there. Um, I know. And to be fair, because he's one of my favorite comic book characters, I'm going to say Quicksilver. Fair, fair. Um, so yeah, I'll check out my seven. Um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, obviously. Um, Aquaman, absolutely adore him. I'll take the jokes. I don't care. Um, that's what you main hit is Martian Manhunter. Again, I absolutely adore. Um, 
And then two, they're sort of like the main DC hitters, like Percy, they're part of like the main. They're also thing. kind of your basic white bitch superheroes, but okay. Say, so, hey, ref, keep your personal <laughs> opinions uh, out of this, ref. Point for being Back the coster. Cool. No, I'm not saying like my, like this necessarily are my favorite. These are like the main heads of yeah. like DC that I would say, like they're sort of the main ones. And then um, again, pretty much any Bat Family stuff I'll chuck in there. Like Barbara Gordon as Oracle is amazing. Uh, yeah. Nightwing and so on. Like the Bat Family heroes. And I think that's kind of what the point where I'm trying to make, where I think as a collective group, Marvel Marvel superheroes are genuinely better because of the way they interact with each other. Like the Marvel has a better tapestry of heroes yeah. where they sort of like align. Whereas individually in their own little cliques, DC also have that. But so me just going Wonder Woman, Batman, Aquaman, and so on, don't, they don't really like gel that much. But if but, I were yeah. to go Batman, Jason Todd, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Cassandra Kane, like keeping the Bat family, that's a hit is there. Like Superman, uh, you've got Superman, Steel, um, Carl Jell, um, all these uh, um, incredible like people as you go on as well. Um, Flash, like Flash, Barry. Uh, you've got Barry Allen, you've got um, Wally West, you've got um, Jared, all the way through. Like They gel really well within their own cliques. And I don't think, obviously you've got X-Men and things, but again, that's more of a team to me. Like they're more teams than they yeah. are sort of like um, family bloodlines. Like DC yeah, yeah. is more like bloodlines. Well, right? I think with... They stay together. Obviously you've got Teen Titans. I think what also again, shows Teen that. Titans is just Batman, is basically yeah. a Bat family. Or, I think... Or just the bloodlines of oh that's I never thought of this actually so I sat there a bit for me <laughs> I think where D sorry I just finished DC like even Teen Titans is essentially just a trickle down of bloodlines right yeah. it's just these different prominent bloodlines giving them their superhero kids and going you know now you kind of have to work together you know with like Meg from Martian Manhunter and um, Tim from um, Bruce. And you know the these sort of kids and Wally as well that have to you know yeah. sort of work together. So it's more of like I guess family in regards to bloodline is more of a thing in um, DC, whereas Marvel doesn't have that. They kind of have more of a team dynamic. Yeah, well, you could say that when you've got well, you've got Avengers, Young Avengers, X Force, uh, X Men, yeah, West Coast, East Coast, yeah. Dark um, Avengers. Like, yeah, I think with with that, I think it's the way the Justice League, you always have your stereotypical Justice League. Sometimes there might be one or two others that join it. Whereas like you could pick up an Avengers comic book and you won't know which Avengers team they're going to have because they literally switch out so many of the Avengers in so many comics. You could read one comic where the Avengers is 50 superheroes long. And yeah, uh, but other... you could argue that um, that's just filling it with a lot of chaff. Like, yeah, a lot of but times, it's like, instead it just... of like just leading, leading with the front. Like, yeah, but we've also not got a hero in uh, in Marvel who deliberately has a, a file on every other hero saying, I could kill this one and I know exactly how to do it, like they do in DC. Because Batman literally Tony has pretty that. much is that, though. Tony has a suit of armour to deal with pretty much everyone in the universe. He has a Hope Booster suit, he has a Thanos suit. So, like, Tony, he's not writing stuff down, but he's making True. stuff to deal with other people. Like, he has a whole gallery of suits to deal with other people. Okay. So, that there is that but that, um yeah i i don't know it's a, I, this one unfortunately just comes down to personal taste yeah 
And Stace. if Stacy, it doesn't matter what I say, if Stacy doesn't like DC superheroes, then Marvel heroes are all, always going to win it. And again, that just comes down to branding as well, right? It comes back to Stan Lee, where Stan Lee has branded these characters so well to the point where, you know, I think a kid could probably name Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. That's probably it, right? Probably. Yeah. Argue is probably yeah. all a kid argue. If I were to ask a kid about yeah. Marvel superheroes, they could they could, they could go for days, literally for days, and it's branding. And yes, I go out into the streets of the world every Sunday and I preach the gospel of DC characters. I'm handing out DC comic books to children. No, it's not creepy. I'm just passing the world. And I go, you, hey, do you go to them a... in your white van as well? No, not a white van. I have a. I have a beetle and I go out there, my yellow beetle, and I go, there you go, kids, have a Martian Manhunter, have a Hawkeye. Hey, there's this guy called The Question. He's really cool. You should learn about him. And again, because we just don't have that branding. Like, we just don't have it. Okay, next one. Actually, Stacey, have you got anything you want to add on the hero front? Uh, No, I've got my scores. That's all I need. Next one. Now this You're is like where... helping the Marvel score more sometimes than the DC score. Yeah, That's... I don't even need to fight my own battle. I'm, um... fight... I'm fighting myself. Oh no. Uh... no! Actually, you're both still fighting. You That's are. That's good. It's like, like Iron. It's like Iron Man uh, and his drinking habits. Now, uh, do I have? Did I have a hyperlink up for heroes? I, I did have. So this is Marvel versus DC, the most uh, top twenty most powerful superheroes ranked. Okay. Yeah. I just want to see whether you agree or disagree with this before we move on to the next topic. Um, so, at number 20, we have The Flash. Uh, 19, Heimdall. He's fucking low. Heimdall. The thing is, Heimdall, though, has got ADHD is the problem. Yeah. Because he's like, he's, he sees everything but can only focus on something for small amounts of time. Yeah. Whereas, like, the watcher will watch something into completion and thing. Yeah. Heimdall is overstimming and he's just like watching everything in small sections, is the problem. Uh, 18, yeah. Shazam. All right. 17, Deadpool. Yeah. 16, Martian Manhunter. 15, Thor. Again, he's low. He is real. Uh, again, depends on which four, right? 14, Wonder Woman. Now, nah, that's bullshit. Thor is higher on that list. No, nah, I disagree with that. No, I'm I'm with Barlow. She's got. She right. If we're talking Wonder Woman, with thing. She is the goddess. She's the daughter of um, Zeus, who is literally the god of lightning as well. She's immune to lightning. Takes all the yeah, things. but he's also she's got a pharmacy and bracelets that can like, yeah. But you also of, again, we're going to toxic. I was going to say, but by that, by that, by that logic, he's the son of Odin. Like he's literally... not the god of lightning, though, is he? He's the god of trees. He's the god of oak trees. He's not the god. They're on the same. St- Odin and Zeus are on the same power standing. Because <laughs> yeah. they are literally they are, the same. They are bloke. the head of their pantheons. Yeah, yeah so. it's true. Yeah, um, Thirteen Hulk. Whether I agree or not is twelve Spectre. Spectre I would have thought he would have been Matt, quite high like, actually. To be fair, Spectre is literally like the right hand of God. Yeah. <laughs> he destroyed. He destroyed Bloodhaven. Uh, 11 uh, Marvel's Hercules yeah Hercules 10 Supergirl yeah 9 The Silver Surfer should be higher right yeah it should be a lot higher Uh, 8 Captain Atom yeah 7 
Grandmaster. It's because in, in the comics, yes. In the movies, hell no. No. Uh, six, Superman Prime. Yes. I would Fuck. actually, well, they mean Superboy, right? Superboy Prime? Uh, I mean, it should be Superboy Prime. It says Superman Prime. Okay. Uh, five, Phoenix. Yeah, probably higher. Mm. Four, the Guardians of the Universe. That's not a person. Well, but just any of them individually. But like again, they they're so easily corrupted. So like, I'd have them. I'd have them lower. That's Guardians of the Universe, though, right? They mean um, like the entities. The, the entities, yeah. Uh, three, uh, the twins, Infinity and Eternity from Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But... That's because they were <laughs> written by Bendis, though. Yeah. So. Number two, Elaine Bellock from DC. Yeah. Um, and one, Marvel's one above all. It was mainly because he is the sole responsible, uh, the sole responsibility of the entire multiverse's existence. Yes, he is. Whereas, yeah, other than that, like, there's not much else. But there's like, um, oh, what's he called? Like World Smasher or World, like, or Anti Monitors. Like, the Anti Monitor is essentially like. But the Anti Monitor is actually considered a villain, not a hero. Yeah, it's true. But the, I mean, the original monitors, though, like, the original monitors were essentially. Oh, yeah, true. One for all, right? So next one, villains. Now who's got the I'm, villains? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say something interesting for this. So, Barlow, you're allowed to ban one particular superhero's villain villain gallery, and I'm allowed to ban another character's villain gallery. And I know where this is going. It. I so you're you're gonna ban Spider-Man and then yep. that leaves me really fucked. And then you got nothing. And you ban you ban Batman and I'm still good to go, baby. Woo-woo! Punch in high heaven. I wasn't gonna ban Batman though. Because I don't think Batman Batman's the Joker is my favorite villain of all time. But yeah. I think the Flash has a cooler rose gallery. Is oh, Flash. Here's the thing with the Batman rogues gallery. It's overused, it's overhyped, and everyone knows well, it. I, I disagree because there's still so many that they haven't used yet. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying, like, Terminus is amazing in Batman. Like, he, the Terminus squad, essentially, um, he got given cancer by Batman because it was basically like a Red Hood scenario, scenario where he was basically knocked into the thing and he got t- cancer. And now he's basically turned his whole body into a nuclear device. And all his um, enemies are enemies that are based, all his, uh, sorry, mobs, sorry, are people that have been fucked by Batman. So um, what the writer did to Massey was pick um, thugs that were beaten up in particular storylines and then made them villains. So he got a guy that's basically like pierced himself with batarangs and another guy that's got like a, um, the bat brute mark like in his face. They got like kicked with Batman and stuff. And now they're like a group. That go yeah. around like they're amazing. They're really, really cool. I, I'm just gonna take the F here. Um, I like this. <laughs> the issue is, as far as Avengers level like villains go, I think Marvel win. It's, and I it's think the that's reverse. because yeah, yeah. I think I we've got, as we've said, Marvel have the events down. Like that's the thing, and that's I think nowadays they're focusing so much more on that in the comics as well because they know they can draw in bigger audiences with the Avengers. But DC, Batman, his Rogues Gallery are incredible. Like you think the Flash, his Rogues Gallery are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, 
and it's weather wizard it sounds stupid but he's amazing yeah. like he's like, so even, good even mirror man like mirror man's great gorilla like, grot gorilla grot is incredible gorilla grot is an amazing film. it's so I'm good sorry. king shark harley quinn um like, dead shot like kg kjb beast kgb beast is amazing like such a good character. i think yeah i think that's our ghoul the better man the better man's mandolin I think, yeah. oh, no. by the way dc just got a point for gorilla grod full stop just right now. <laughs> i think when it comes to that's my gorilla patting of the chest that everybody can hear <laughs> for gorilla god i think yeah, in the chat. i think it comes to like spider-man is the only one that in Marvel that really has his own rogues gallery. And that's literally because there's over a hundred members of the Sinister Six. Like yeah. that's I think it. that's also like a lot of the times the the true villain in Marvel, and this isn't a dig, um the true villain in Marvel are themselves a lot of the time. Like the 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 true nemesises are themselves. Like Tony constantly his villain is himself. The same with like Fort Odinson. Like the amount of times that like, his villains are just his own mental like breakdowns and like things in his head, like that's generally how the stories are posed. Like obviously they have you know good villains as well, but it's generally the superheroes themselves that um, you know thing. And it's the same with DC as well. Like Batman has that. Like he is his own worst enemy and other things. Like the same with Wonder Woman as well. Her piousness to Femicia. But there's actual villains to back that up as well. So not yeah. only are they, you know, at the 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 fault. And again, that's the thing of gods that are dealing with humanity. Like the again, like we're talking about movies, but one of the only scenes I really like is where, which I think they fluff as well, is when Superman goes into the um, courthouse and he doesn't notice the bomb because why would he look for a bomb? He's Superman. Like his empathy in that moment is lost because he's not affected by it. So why should he look for it for other people? And when he comes out, he has that guilt. And you can see on his face, he's like, I didn't even look for it. Because why would I look for it? Because I'm impenetrable. But that's not the point. I'm a god and I have to look after these humans. And it's the same in Marvel um, in Justice League Ultimate when... um, one of the best animated scenes ever when Darkseid's down, right? And Wonder Woman goes up to Darkseid and Darkseid knocks Wonder Woman out and Batman gets up and attacks and does a flip and puts a load of bombs on Darkseid. It doesn't work and he gets knocked out and Martian Manhunter comes up, right? And then Superman appears. And Superman does this monologue of, you know what? Their problem is, like, they will fight until they're dead. Like, that man on the ground there, will fight until he dies and that's his problem like he gives everything 100% of the time and will never stop the thing is me superman have got another problem i am a god amongst ants i'm this omnipotent power that can basically breathe and knock down cities i work at like a minuscule of my power he works at 100% i work at 1% and you know what your problem is dark side you look like you can take it. Punches him and smashes him through like 20 buildings into the sky and goes insane. And then like this unleashes everything that Superman has on Darkseid. And the fact I can quote that and I can visualize that story in my brain, yeah. like just 
hands yeah. down sometimes like think, shows how good it is so i'm looking i'm looking at there's there's two different websites and they've got the t- top 10 best marvel uh super villains and top 10 most marvel uh, both dc villains yeah and i think this shows that marvel have the event ones down and spider-man ones down but that's pretty and potentially some x-men ones but again, some of the X Men ones do come down was to a, uh, X Men are just event yeah. ones anyway. Well, that's though, that's right? the thing. So like, so this is their top ten like for Marvel, right? Dark Phoenix, that's that's an event one. Yeah. Doctor Octopus, Spider Man. Yeah. Ultron, event. Yeah. Green Goblin, Spider Man, Galactus, yep. event. <laughs> Magneto, uh, really event. Event. Yeah. Uh, Loki, event. Red Skull, a lot of the time nowadays, event. Event. I mean, you, no. know, you even though Red Skull's daughter, for fact, yeah, in the, yeah, um, sin itself event, yeah, Doctor Fear Doom itself. event, Thanos event. Now we look at the DC one, okay, Anti Monitor event, yeah. yeah, true, Captain Cold, Flash, Deathstroke, Teen Titans, or Batman, yeah, mm. Reverse Flash, The Flash, Brainiac, Superman, or event, Rachel Ghoul, Batman, or event, but mostly just Batman, Sinestro. Green Lantern, Darkseed, event. event yeah. Joker, Batman or event, but mostly Batman. Lex Luthor, Superman or event, but mostly Superman. Like that in itself, there was like seven to eight event level villains in the Marvel one, whereas yeah. really just solely event level ones in the the DC one. Also, one. I will I two. will say, I think, and this might be controversial. I think DC have got villain teams down better as well. Because obviously you've got Sinister Six, right? Can't take away the Sinister Six. But we've got Legion of Doom, um, the the Masters of Gotham, like loads of like sort of villain teams that link together. And I think they've uh, got it. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And I think that's because the villains themselves are actual personalities and have themselves and can clash with other people. But... Uh, so I've currently got a top, uh, this is uh, the most, like, the strongest supervillains, this this list here. Cool. Just say I've got to wrap up in a bit, guys. Oh, yeah, no. We're almost done. So this is only going to be the top, there's only going to be the top ten. But to put it this way, already there's no Kang, there's no Ultron, Thanos isn't in it, Parallax isn't in it, Hell is not in it. So the top ten, Galactus, Starro. Starro is great. Yeah. Darkseid. Yeah. Dormammu. Dormammu. Is it Trigon or Trigon? Trigon. Uh, Trigon, Trigon, I think is all yeah. good. Trigon <laughs> generally is how I said from the Teen uh, Titans animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. Again, something I should just bring up in general, which is incredible. Mephisto at yep. f- uh, five. Doctor Doom at four. Yeah. Imperiex oh, at three. Actually, Stacey, you know what? Can you just give Marvel a point for Doctor Doom, please? I'll give I'll, I'll give I'll give Marvel a point for Doctor Doom. Mister, and I already admitted to you earlier. I can't pronounce his surname. Mister Minisophides. Uh, Minisophides, and then the Anti Monitor. But they've also got in brackets right at the bottom, uh, God tier Doctor Doom, and it's basically when he ended up having like the power of everything with Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. Like, well, that's the whole battle again. The event stuff, right? With yeah. Battle Realm. Where he was like the Lord of Battle Realm. Now, because Doctor Doom is just OP. He is. I'm but gonna... He is OP, but he does have a story. Like I, um, I play the Marvel miniature game. Yeah. I also play the Batman miniature game as well, and DC miniature games. So. 
no point should go either way for that one. Just uh, he was like, he plays the Marvel game. <laughs> Give him a point. Very, yeah. very quickly before we uh, we we see the points, and then we do a quick battle at the end. Who wins in upcoming projects? So what we got Shazam, uh, not Shazam, uh, Black Adam coming up, right? Black Adam's coming out. You've got the Flash movie, which I I was looking forward to, and then I saw how overload it is, and I also don't like Ezra Miller. Um, what else have you got for DC? Um, um, we've got young, um, a new Young Justice season coming for animated yeah. stuff. We've got two, like they just rebranded their animation department. Yeah, and then moving things forward, um, Doom Patrol, um, new season of that, which is um, still going strong. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else movie wise. And then Marvel, you've got <laughs> you've got Hawkeye, you've got the Eternals, you've got Spider Man, you've got Blade coming out, you've got Fantastic Four announced. Yeah. <laughs> We've got. What She-Hulk. I will say is, don't <laughs> forget that Vertigo is still DC, right? So we've got Why the Last Man that's carrying on right now. We've got Lock and Key. Uh, no, sorry, Lock and Key is um, IDW. It's not bad. Yeah, Lock and Key uh, is IDW, and yeah, it's, it's not IDW. bad. It's good. It is uh, good. Thank you, Stacey. It's bad. It's all um, the the graphic novel is amazing. The um, TV show is oh, still finding because it's of that, Barlow. I'm taking away points from Marvel. Boom, boom, boom. Um, yeah, so up and coming products. Yeah, there's got to be more for DC that I just know about, but it is a bit lackluster. I think it's because they keep they keep like cancelling and pushing stuff back. Yeah, like the, the the issue is, and it is, and this is, and I think this is something that you've said a few times now. The biggest issue with DC, whether it's the Warner movies Brothers. or it's TV shows, is Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the one good thing and that Marvel have is the freedom hold it against my boy DC as yeah. a as a concept. Well, that's like, the thing. I think. Comic book wise, they just do, because they your do. dad's better than my dad. <laughs> I think it's well, no, it's it's child. more the way the projects are made and how many they can do. Whereas that's why I think DC, the concepts are are there, the source material is better, but the final product of the movies and television isn't isn't hitting the heights that it should be, and that is purely down to the institution that runs it. Yeah. Now. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Was that a reveal that Barlow's saying that institutions are bad right at the end? He's come full circle, lads. He's, he's done it. It's come full circle. Here we go. This right. Is, uh, no, Before no. we go down to our final set of battles, Stacey, what are the scores on the cards? <sighs> and remember <laughs> that for the first couple of months, I paid for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> so after six, so after six rounds, um, God knows how many rounds apiece though, because that was that was long as hell. Uh, it is a unanimous decision by the judges, and that the results of this fight is, it's a draw. What? Oh, this is some rocky episode one bullshit coming on. <laughs> And here we have the results of the KSI versus Logan Paul fight when quite easily the home team won, but <laughs> it's a is, draw. This, no, I'm Rocky in this scenario and you're Apollo Creed. Well, I, I won it because you already established The cards, the cards show through. that the first round went to Marvel, that the second round was a tie, the third round was a tie, the fourth round went to Marvel, the fifth round went to DC, and the sixth round was a tie. Unanimous decision, it's a draw. That means I win. Yeah. If I won two rounds and he only won one, that's a Marvel win. No, there was three ties, two Marvel wins. And one DC win. 
if you actually rack up the points, they actually all add up to the same as well. Uh, I did, trust me, this was not on purpose. <laughs> okay. God damn. Right. Damn it, is that doctor? I gave you that Doctor Doom point. Yep. Right. Damn it. So this is going to be a very quick fire round. I'm going to give you a Marvel character versus a DC character. You've got to tell me which one's going to win. This is both you it. and Stacey. Cool. Are we ready? Yep. Fun. Thor or Superman? Uh, huh? Superman. Uh, Superman wins that one, yeah. Uh, Thor wins. Uh, Thanos versus Steppenwolf. Thanos. Oh, Thanos. Thanos, yeah. Uh, Valkyrie or Wonder Woman? Oh, Valkyrie. Um, nah, Wonder Woman. Power level just way above the Valkyrie. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say Wonder Woman. Iron Man or Batman? Oh, Batman. I've got to say Batman. Iron Man. Nah. I don't. They can both think their way out. I, you know what? And they can both think their you know way out. You know what? That's a draw. Yeah, I was going to say that. Draw, it, but there's more. As soon as it Tony comes to close range, more. Batman's won. It's, it's a draw, but Tony loses more in the long run, I think, because Tony scorches Earth. Like he doesn't mind casualties, yeah. and Batman doesn't. So in the long run, Super, like Iron Man might win it, but he'll look around and Pepper's dead yeah. and he more will, things are lost and he's lost his company. He will win, but it'll be the amount of collateral damage that yeah, yeah mentally like and emotionally crazy. he loses. Because Iron Man is the world's shittest futurist. Anyway, continue. Steve Rogers or Steve Trevor? Oh, Steve Rogers. That's a really stupid one to give yeah, you. Yeah, Steve. The real stupid Steve. one is Steve um, Red Skull or you know what? They wouldn't even fight. They would just go get a beer and talk about Wait, their PTSD. I'm going to change this because I think that's a bit of a stupid fight. Uh, Hercules or Ares? Oh, Ares. Ares. Ares a god, Hercules a demigod, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. Loki or the Joker? Oh, Loki. Loki. Purely because of power level. Yeah, because Yeah, power you know, level. what about De- Deadpool or the Joker would be quite funny. I reckon I reckon the Deadpool will end up just like teasing him and joining his side, but like just pissing him off like repeatedly. Uh Pepper Potts or Lois Lane? Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Yeah. Just because of Gwyneth Partro. Ronan the Accuser, uh, Ronan the Accuser or General Zod? Zod. Zod. I was gonna say Ronan. Uh Gamora or Harley Quinn? Gamora. Uh, I... Gamora would win in a fight, yeah. If you're talking fighting, then yeah. N- uh, Nebula or Doctor Poison? Uh, Nebula, because Nebula. Doctor Poison wouldn't work on her because Nebula yeah, is cybe- of... cybernetic, right? Yeah, she's also uh, organic though. This one's going to be one-sided as hell. Obadiah Stane or Lex Luthor? Lex, Lex Luthor, Lex, Lex, yeah. right? Lex. Abomination or Doomsday? Oh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, I think it'd be. I, I think it'd be quite. Doomsday a long was made to basically um, absorb energy, right? Yeah, well, like, I think abomination will like basically. knock him down a few times, and then after a while, like that's the thing with Doomsday, you can knock him down a few times, but then he will never be knocked. But down. he he's made to absorb energy, right? That's yeah. like kind of depending on what. But also, for, once so you've defeated punch, him one way, you can never defeat him that way again. Punch takes. I know. Again, we're in like will. Yeah. I want my, my action figure beats your action figure. Yeah. Uh, vision or cyborg? Vision. Vision. Uh, yeah, vision, never mind. Well, if we're talking MCU vision, then yes. If we're talking comic, probably cyborg. Spider Man or Wally West? Spider Man. Yeah. Quicksilver or the Flash? Flash. Flash. Flash canonically can run faster, faster than Quicksilver. It was in the comic. Yeah. Uh, the Hulk or Killer Croc? Oh, Hulk. Hulk. 
Hand. Uh, uh, Hella or the Enchantress? Uh, I'm going to say Hella. Enchantress as in? Uh, as in... Um, DC. DC's Enchantress. Uh, yeah, Hella. Hawkeye or Green Arrow? Uh, Green Arrow. He's got more money. Um... He's also got less arrows. Well, green arrow, Hawkeye, green Hawk, arrow. Hawkeye does have a larger variety of arrow types. Oh, no, no. They, they, they really doesn't. No. Like, they have literally the exact same amount. It's just the case yeah. of Hawkeye just has more. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. And then the final one. Uh, Deadshot versus Bullseye. Deadshot. Bullseye, just because he's a meme. Bullseye has that meme energy. Oh shit! There, there is a bonus round. Doctor Strange or Doctor Manhattan? Oh, uh, I'd love Dr. to Manhattan. see this. Go- I would love to see that. Science go down. versus magic in the next bout. I love it. Right. Well, guys, I want to say, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. No, guys, uh, thank you for having me on. This has been really good. I, I think we've proven that you can disagree on something and not be toxic towards each other. I know, yes. right? And we we're going to have... prove that even more by the fact we never have him back. Yeah, that's it. It's like done. Never is back it... now. It's done. <laughs> this is this is what we're going to find out, guys. In a few weeks, you'll see Stacy on the gaming manifesto, and you'll start to wonder why I've not been on there. Yeah, uh, just, just because it. I'm not allowed. But no, yeah, you guys are welcome on gaming manifesto whenever you want. This has been absolutely an absolute delight. And you so. will always be allowed back. Thanks, guys. Maybe. Oh, thank you, guys. Remember, <laughs> go and check out the rest of the Robot Republic Network podcasts. Go and check out Mar- uh, Marcus on the Gaming Manifesto as well. It's it's an insane podcast. Also check out the Treehouse podcast and Recharge Wrestling as well as YouTube and various people on Twitch as well. Uh, Got to plug the Twitch on there as well. So, guys, I have been Bored Barlow. I have been Thank you, guys, and we will see you soon. Ciao. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.